Blog Talk Radio. Time with Pastor Steph. Good morning, good morning, good morning, rise and chime. You're on with the due time with Pastor Steph. How are you this morning? That's what I like to hear. That's what I like to hear. For this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. So. Where were you last week? Ah, last week we started off shaking the Monday morning blues as we talked with the Duke Time crew over the pregnant 11-year-old who was raped twice by teenage boys by court in London rules that she should not only have an abortion, but they would take the tissue from the placenta for forensic testing. Woo! Now imagine all of this going on at 11 years old. Yes, as I said, this has happened out in London, and she became pregnant after being raped by a 14-year-old that she met on the internet when she was 10, and then only a week or so later, she was raped again by another 14-year-old, and she was 11 by this time, and you know, it, this was really a real sad situation as they said that she had been self-harming. She had been watching pornography since the age of eight years old. That she had been putting herself into, quote, unquote, sexually exploitable positions. Now, all of this happening, they said, since the age of eight. Now, I was trying to figure out for the longest time as I was going through this article, you know, how they had never, you know, quoted the parents. They, the parents had said nothing. They had made this decision from, let's say, like the social services 
Department of London or this area of London, and they made the petition to the high court that there would be this abortion and that the placenta would be, you know, taken from the forensic testing. And I'm trying to figure out, well, how come the parents had said nothing? Well, after I started reading about the self-harming and neglecting herself and watching porn and all of this uh, sexually exploitable positions, where were the parents then? So, you know what? I guess social services took it out of the parents' hands and took it straight to the high court where the parents had no say because she was actually living with the parents when all of this was going on. Yes, while the court decision was made, she was still living at home with her parents. So I guess they figure what's the big deal <laughs> we don't need the parents consent because where were they all along oh my goodness what a way to start off the week can you imagine that what a way to start off the week with somebody so little so young going through so very much but we kind of switched gears and we got Yeah, well, I'm back. I'm back. You can't get rid of me so easily. Um, yeah, we were talking about the fact that we got our switch tip last week with Shanti, and the tip was move on God's world. Yes, we have got to make sure that whenever we get the word of God, that we're not just hearers, but we are doers of God's word. Yeah, so often we get the written word of God and we ignore. So often we get sermons we ignore. So often someone may even give us a direct word message from God and we ignore. And, you know, you got to ask yourself after a while, well, what am I doing with all of this word? Well, you got to move on it. Because if you are just a hearer and you're not a doer, then you will not get the blessing that God has for you. Yes, everybody, he wakes us all up each and every day with brand new tender mercy. So if he's waking you up with brand new tender mercy, then he's giving you another thought. Then why wouldn't he have a list of blessings for you? So come Make sure you move, make sure you move, and make sure you move on God's word, okay? All right. Well, we had no Let's Talk About It Tuesday last week, but we did have a Wow Wednesday. And we had our girl Vivian 
start us off with the socially conscious segment as we talk about the Delaware man who kidnapped an 11-year-old girl after he met her on Roadblock. Yes, the Roadblocks that's supposed to be just for children. Well, there are 54 million users, and half of that are under the age of 13 years old. Yeah. So we got a lot of work to do when we need to split the fact that older people have no access into the Roblox world. Because we're not supposed to be using the Roblox. So why are they even in there unless they're planning on doing something they have no business doing? Well, we also heard from our girl then that the Rikers Island investigators are going through the building because they discovered uh, a secret lounge with leather couch, stocked with all kinds of stolen equipment that could have actually been used for the inmates. But the staff was actually hiding the items. So, you know, I don't know why they're just going to shut down that place because you never hear anything good come from Rikers Island. No, nothing, 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 nothing. Well, we did get an opportunity to hear a little more from the ladies as we talked about ways to respect yourself. Yes, and we started off with being thankful and acknowledging that we are fearfully and wonderfully made and we should not disrespect our bodies by hating or abusing it. We kind of moved down the line to talking about how we just give God thanks. We are respectful to ourselves by giving God thanks for our gifts, talents, and abilities. So we, you know, we really had a lot to talk about on Wow Wednesday. Well, Therapeutic Thursday rolled around, and uh, we ended up talking about how the (laughs) FDNY is in high conversation with the office of Mayor Eric Adams talk about Therapeutic Thursday. Well, the migrant shelters, they are in deep order of being evacuated. Yeah, the FDNY is trying to shut them down. Up to 11 migrant shelters have vacate orders because they are hazardous. Yeah, and they're in this other war with Mayor Adams' office to get these vacate orders executed, but there's a delay because they're trying to find some new spots to put these people in. So, man, I tell you, we had so much to talk about, as well as the Nevada substitute teacher who was accused of forcing two kids to kick. Ah, we need some therapy, y'all. We need so much therapy. Lord, have mercy on our souls. We need so much therapy. Well, Freestyle Friday rolled around, and when I talk about the men having one deep drink 
conversation, we talked about the eight-year-old who had 18, I'm sorry, not eight, 18-year-old who had consensual sex with the 16-year-old. And oh my goodness, you have got to tune in to hear the long saga of how he couldn't go to college and how he had to take polygraph tests and how he couldn't work and all. Oh, it just, the saga was just so long. And you don't know whether to feel sorry for him or be mad at him. Well, listen, I'm sending you to go back and listen so you can determine for yourself whether they handled this correctly. Yeah, because it might be a little questionable if you ask me. Well, on Saturday night, mm, were you there? We did a live, a, <laughs> oh, we did It's Due Time with Pastor Steph live, a, and a special edition of Wow Wednesday. Yes, our girl Viv, we were celebrating her birthday, she had a little extended birthday celebration, and we did a live, and boy, Vivian knows how to bring the stories. We talked about the weedology course that they're giving in our SUNY colleges. Now, yeah, I'm calling it that. I'm calling it that. Yes, Pastor Seth is calling it the weedology course. Yep, 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 yep. And we talked about the Malik Yoba interview on, I believe it was the Breakfast Club. Yeah, where the other people who were on site mandated that he did not call natural-born women natural-born women. Oh, my goodness. What a conversation. We had our brother Steve, our girl Teresa. Oh, your girl Shantice was definitely on deck. We had our girl Vivian and, of course, Pastor Steph. I'm sending you back to either Facebook, Post for Christian Life, my Facebook page, or you know how you can always text us on YouTube. Woo-wee! What a conversation. So we were loaded. We were loaded. We were loaded this past week. So, listen, from Monday all the way through Saturday night, you had something special to listen to. And we not only did we have the panel, but we had some feedback from our viewing audience. We had feedback from the live audience. Yes, we had a live audience, y'all. You were you there? Did you miss it? Go back, 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 and listen. Because I'm telling you, it was great. It was good. And it was a lot of fun. And I'm t- we got a lot of that coming up. And we've got a new show coming up. We've got a digital magazine coming out. Oh, God has got it going on over here with Pastor Steph. He's just expanding and expanding and expanding. I'm trying to figure out, well, when will I ever get some sleep? But you know what? 
God's word needs to get out to everybody. And one thing I'm realizing is God is not holding back anything in any way. He is putting his word out there. He has already said in his written word that by the time he wraps this whole world up, every single person would have had an opportunity to find out and learn about him and his son. And I'm telling you, he's getting more creative and more creative and more creative. Yeah, when I tell you he's trying to round up everybody to get his word out, yeah, even those who don't want to be used. Ooh, ooh, did I just say that? Yes, even those who don't want to be used. He's finding a way to use them. And they're not even realizing how they just sliding on in there. Mm-hmm. So, listen, if I were you, I'd stick close to Pastor Seth and the D-Time crew because the D-Time crew is expanding and expanding and expanding. All right? All right. Well, it's time to get this shaking the Monday morning blues. They officially started. I'm going to give you an opportunity to go back and not go back, but go get that healthy breakfast. Go tell somebody that it's due time with Pastor Seth is on and whatever you do. Don't go anywhere. We will be right back. Connected devices like spark door locks and web cameras can greatly increase your comfort and safety at home. But in the hands of criminals, they also pose a risk. Make sure you're buying your IT devices from reputable companies. Ask about their security and privacy policies. And make sure you have strong passwords and updated apps and software that control these devices. By following these tips, you can keep your connected home safe. Good morning, good morning, good morning again. Welcome back to It's Tea Time with Pastor Steph. And we are shaking the Monday morning balloons. Did you hear the intro? <laughs> oh, it was fire last week, y'all. Fire last week. Wow, I got some... Uh, I got a little health tip, and it's kind of like what we've talked about in the past. We've had this slight conversation, but a little different today, and I came across it this morning, and I was like, oh, okay, you know what? Mm, We didn't talk about it this way, so... Listen, get your pens and papers ready 
because you're going to have to do some writing. I'm sure you're not going to remember all of this, but i got to tell you this stuff because this is really important. Well, I'm going to give you some ways of how we store some of our groceries and some of the mistakes we make. All right? Now, maybe some of these things you've already heard, maybe some of the things you haven't. And we kind of talked about how, you know, some of the things that we keep in the refrigerator that we don't have to keep in the refrigerator and some of the things that we don't keep in the refrigerator that we need to keep in the refrigerator. Well, this is a little bit different. And I was like, whoa, we need to make sure we get this information. So let's start with berries, okay? They say washing your berries in a special mixture before storing them would keep them more fresh, okay? So we know berries are like at the top of the list, okay? And we want to make sure we store our berries properly. And you know what? I have to tell you, I am like so happy that I'm seeing this because I actually did this Saturday evening. Yeah. And I was like, yo, go Steph when I just read it. So berries, that's strawberries, blueberries, raspberries. You want to make sure you soak them in either apple cider or white vinegar and some water. Okay. And they say make sure it's one part white vinegar or apple cider vinegar and 10 parts water, okay? They say just toss the berries and give them a good stir. Afterwards, rinse them, place them in the container, put them in the refrigerator, and they will last much longer, okay? And I, that's, I used white vinegar. I didn't, because well, I'm sorry, apple cider vinegar costs a little bit more, I ain't utilizing that. <laughs> White vinegar is cheaper. Listen, y'all don't watch the stuff. I'm going for the cheapest uh, uh, method. So it works, though. Okay? And you know what? For some reason, I don't know. I think because, you know, if you ever notice, it comes with, like, it's dirty. Let's just call it what it is. It's dirty. So I, I kind of soaked them for a little while, rinsed them off really well, cut them in half, and Store them in a container until it was time to use, okay? All right. Now, let's talk about our lemons. They say the end of the lemon will stay fresh if you cover it with another slice. This is the first time for me. First time for me. They say that what we can do is cut the lemon, like slice it, and Put them together. Yeah. Connect them. And you know what? You don't have to cut off the whole, like a half a lemon. Just cut off the end. Okay? Wow. So, wow. That's good. That's some good stuff. Because lemons are like a dollar sometimes. So if I were you, follow this. Okay? Now, also... Make sure you wash your. This is a this is a little caveat. Make sure you wash your lemons. Yep, wash your lemons with dishwashing liquid. Dirty, dirty, dirty. And when I go to the restaurant, first of all, I, I like my water straight water. My mother was like, "Her water with a twist a lemon." No, they do not wash the lemons all the time. So make sure you ask for your water without lemons because 
they're dirty. Okay? We're learning some stuff today. All right? Potato chips, y'all. So they say the sealed bag of potato chips should last longer when it's stored in the freezer. Yo! I'm sorry. I can't stand cold chips. Oh, my goodness gracious. I don't know about y'all, but I can't stand no cold chips. But listen, they say that they can go stale quicker if they're not stored correctly. So they say you should put them in the freezer. So they <laughs> they got this picture of people using, you know, the, the hangers we use for pants with the clips? Yeah. They have, them, they have people who have those clips. And, you know, I've seen those clips, you know, or, or the other clips you buy, the big fat clips. Well, take those clips, wrap up your bag, put the clip on it, and put it in the freezer. Okay? And they say when you're ready to eat them, just throw them out before eating them again. We ain't got no freezer space, and I sure ain't freezing my thing. Listen, just eat the chips. Just eat the chips and call it a day, all right? Marshmallows. Now, let me tell you something. We ain't got no business eating pork, and regular marshmallows have pork in it. Yep, I'm sorry to break your heart, but you can find the kosher marshmallows, and you may not need to do this, if they're kosher, because, you know, they're kind of treated differently, all right? But they say if you take marshmallows and you put some brown sugar on them, that should resolve your moisture issues or give you some diabetes. Because <laughs> by the time you take this sweet marshmallow and put it with some brown sugar, I got a headache already, but... You know, they said that all you have to do is take your uh, marshmallow, put it, and plop it <laughs> in some brown sugar, and you should be fine. Yeah, because marshmallows will get hard on you. Yeah, they will. I mean, I haven't had them in so long, but they, they will get hard. And they say, don't throw them out. Just drop them in some brown sugar, and you'll be fine. Okay? Scallions, y'all. That expensive. No, they're not expensive. They're not expensive as they used to be. The long green onions. Okay? So they're saying that scallions, they do. If you don't treat scallions well, they go bad quickly. So they say take your scallions, put them in a glass of water with the root facing down. Once you bring them home. Wow. Okay. And now they're telling us to throw some soil over, put, put them in, some, in a planting pot and put them in some soil and water them and you'll have new scallions. Wow. Okay. Well, I ain't, I ain't interested in scallions like that. But listen, if you want to like double, triple your money, and you got a green thumb, I say go for it. All right. So 
you can keep them in water face up if you just want to store them a little longer, they say. Or if you want to regrow scallions, put them face up, the stems face up, put them in some pot in a pot with some soil and water them and they will grow. Alrighty? Alrighty. Sour cream and cottage cheese. Hmm. All right. Well, they say that with these two, oh, when you store them in the refrigerator, place them upside down. Wow. They say even if they're open, okay, they say just make sure the top is secure. Well, most of them come with the plastic top on it, so you should be all right. And they said it'll last longer. They'll stay fresher longer. Well, I'm sorry. With sour cream going from 99 cents for 16 ounce to two for five, yes, I'm going to be turning these bad boys upside down as soon as I get them home. But especially after you open them, turn them upside down. Okay? And they say that's because the vacuum seal helps it to stay fresh. You know that little, the aluminum seal over it? Yeah. So don't take it off. Don't take the seal off. Leave the seal on, flip it upside down, and voila, you'll have your sour cream and your cottage cheese that lasts longer. We don't keep sour cream in the house that long. We just go through it really quickly. Okay. But, hey, I'm saving y'all some money. I, I want some, I want some rebates here. Give me some money back. Well, give me some money, period. Okay. Paper towels and lettuce. Wow. Okay. Wow. Or any kind of salad. Wow. Okay. So they say in order to make sure, like if you buy bad spinach, bad lettuce, or anything like that, they say... Take a folded piece of paper towel, lay it inside the bag once you've opened it, and this will absorb the moisture so that the leaves don't wilt so quickly. Wow. Yo, that's a good use of a paper towel. Whoa, I'm laughing. Have y'all put like, okay, so listen, if you don't want to do the paper towel thing, I told you a few weeks ago, go to Walmart, order it from Walmart, I don't care what you do, or get the Ziploc bags. When I, t- I, when I tell you Ziploc bags will save you money, your stuff stays fresh so much longer. But if you don't have Ziploc bags or you ran out or you just don't want to invest, Listen, I get it. Take your paper towel, fold it, put it in the in the bag, close the bag back, and they say it'll last a whole lot longer, okay? Apples with potatoes. Mm. Wow. Okay. All right, here we go, y'all. Well, you know what? Yo, I got to tell you something. So, here's what they say. 
take your apples, put them with your potatoes, and they will not turn green on you, and they will last so much longer. There's a lady who's been giving me some potatoes, and and now I understand why she always has apples in the bag. Okay. Well, thank you, Ms. Valerie. Yeah. So put the apples in, and it works. I'm telling you, it works. She gives them to me, and I've been noticing that it's lasting longer. It works, y'all. It works. Okay. All right. I got a couple of minutes. I got a couple of minutes. I'm going over my time, but this stuff is just some, some good stuff. Some good stuff. All right. They say pasta, rice, and flour. Make sure you keep them in an airtight container. They stay fresh much longer. Okay? Mm. Now, I'm going to tell you something. I've been doing this with flour, and they're mentioning this thing here about bugs. If you do not keep your flour properly or proper, however you say it, there will be bugs in your flour. I don't care how fresh it is. I don't care about no expiration date. I learned the hard way about mm, about eight or nine years ago. I do keep my flour. I do keep it in the bag, the, the, the paper bag. I keep it closed tightly, and I keep it in an airtight plastic container. I don't empty. I don't empty it out. They're saying that you can. I'm not saying you can't. I'm just telling you. I know it works. I have not seen bugs in my flower in about eight years because I couldn't figure out why. No matter what the expiration date was, I would if I had to always sift through my flower. I'm like, what is this? And you don't want that stuff in your food. So also with rice. Yes, if you don't watch it, you'll get bugs and stuff. So, hmm. And I'm going to stop there. Because, boy, the list goes on. So I have some stuff to share with you. So let's talk about it Tuesday. All right? So let me just run through this real quick. Let me just run through this real quick. All right? Make sure you wash your berries with vinegar, either apple cider vinegar or white vinegar, and water. I soak mine for a little bit. They don't say you can, you know, you have to soak them for how long. I'm just telling you what I do with mine. And when I actually rub them, they don't have any grit on them. That's probably why I started using the vinegar anyway. All right? Cut your ends of the lemon and face them together. But you know what? You know what? As I'm saying this, why don't you just slice the lemons? Yeah, just slice them in very thin slices and put them in a plastic bag, Ziploc bag, and they'll, they'll last longer because they're saying that once they touch, they stay fresh longer. Okay? The bag of potato chips, when you open them, put your clip on it, stick them in the freezer. When you're ready to eat them, just throw them out. <laughs> Marshmallows. If your marshmallows, not the pork ones, go get invest, y'all, because it's going to be a little bit more money. Invest in the kosher marshmallows. 
and with, if they should get dry, like I said, I don't know if the kosher ones get dry. I haven't had that happen since I've been using the kosher ones. But take the kosher marshmallows, drop them in some brown sugar, and they'll be moist again, okay? Scallions. One or two things. If you want to preserve your scallions, take them, put them in some water with the root. I'm sorry, I told you earlier the wrong way. With the root facing down when you bring them home, and they will last longer. Or if you want to grow your scallions, grow more scallions, place them with the root, excuse me, down and put them in some soil and water them and they will grow, okay? Sour cream and cottage cheese, keep them in the container. Do not remove that vacuum seal that comes on the top of it and face it down in the refrigerator. It will last longer. Paper towels, fold it, open up your bag of lettuce, spinach, or whatever produce you have, put it inside the bag. It will dry out the, the lettuce or the spinach or whatever, and it should last longer. Or go get your Ziploc bags, okay? They will last longer. When you have potatoes, store apples with your potatoes. Now, that's either in a bag that could be, you know, sometimes you'll throw them in the, like, let's say the the bin by themselves. Just throw the apple in there, and the potatoes will stay fresher longer. Keep your pasta, rice, and flour in airtight containers, and they will last longer. You won't get any bugs. All righty? Mmm. That's some good stuff, y'all. All right. So what are we talking about this morning? Are you enjoying that music in the background? Man. That, I'm going to tell you what song that is. That's my boy, Greg Caracas. Greg with two G's, Caracas. K-A-R-U-K-A-S. And that is Walking in Time. Joe, I love me some Greg Caracas. He is like the best. All right? <clears throat> All right. What are we talking about today? Hmm. All right. We have some stuff to talk about. Yo, why do these kids keep getting themselves in so much trouble? So out in the Bronx, you have this story about a Bronx man who was stabbed to death on the corner, yeah, let me um, get my story here together. He was stabbed to death on a Bronx corner. Now, they don't say exactly what happened or why these kids kind of surrounded him, but for some reason they were chasing him. And they say he was carrying some silver backpack and... They chased him, surrounded him, and they started pouncing on him and stabbing him with this knife. They say approximately nine to ten times in his left thigh and buttocks and in his groin. And this 14-year-old girl was actually standing across the street as a lookout. Yeah, so I'm I'm just putting it that way because they said that she stood across the street. She watched 
all of this go down. Now, they don't say whether she was actually a part of the chasing, but they said while all of this stabbing was going on, she was across the street watching this whole thing go on. She then went inside and got new clothes for the three guys that did the stabbing, and they say they changed the clothes. Now, they got cameras everywhere, y'all. So they, she, they changed the clothes before they left, and she's been charged with two, she has been charged with two counts of second-degree murder, one count of first-degree manslaughter, five counts of robbery, two counts of and criminal possession of stolen property. You know why? Because they have not caught the three men. Yes. So now you're standing on the other side of the street. you watching all of this go down. You go get clothes, give the clothes to them, let them change the clothes, and now you, let me repeat this. Talk to your king. in charge with two counts of second-degree murder, one count of first-degree manslaughter, five counts of robbery, two counts of larceny, and criminal possession of stolen property. Now, here's the thing. They never say, <clears throat> excuse me, in all of the articles, they never say that the guys gave her anything. They never say that. But because they have not caught them, so here's the thing now okay so now I am reading so when they got her she told them that he supposedly was armed with a handgun and had been trying to steal a motorbike her and the other guys chased him and one of the guys with her did the stabbing. She said, we all went back and I got the clothes for the men to put on because they said the police would be after them. <laughs> girl, girl, girl. 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 Now I'm trying to see what time of night this happens. Because as always, it's always, so, okay, 7 o'clock in the morning. This happened at about 7 a.m. Now, where should you have been at 7 a.m.? In school, on your way to school, getting ready for school, in a bed, something, drinking some tea, drinking some juice, eating some cereal? 14. 14. And here's the problem. She did not have any part of the stabbing. But she's going down because y'all know for years now, if you're part of that melee, you going down if anybody dies. So she just gave up her life. Oh, all right. What else are we talking about? Because I'm already mad. Oh, Lord. Talk to, we have to talk to our kids. We have to talk to our kids. We have to talk to our kids, y'all. We have to talk to our kids. We have to talk to our kids, y'all. We have to talk to our kids. I'm looking for new something else to talk about. All right. What else are we talking about here? Hmm. 
Okay. Here you have, you know, <laughs> you find more incidences at these schools than anywhere else. So you got this story out in L.A. about a 12-year-old boy who goes to school. He's unprepared for physical ed. So as a punishment, the teacher makes him run fully dressed with his clothes on. Now, they're outside, and it's low to mid-90s. Now, here's the thing that really makes this a sadder sadder story. Now, I believe it's his mother. I think it's his mother who... Is yes, excuse me. His aunt is actually talking, and she said that his mother is a physical ed instructor at another school in the district, and she, the the mother, had told the school's administration already about having the kids outside doing activities during the high temperatures. So here she is at school and gets a call that her son was outside running and passed out. And again, it was because he was inappropriately dressed for physical ed class and they made him run he passed out, and they took him to the emergency, and he was pronounced dead by the time he got to the emergency room. Now, you know good and well, they might as well just go ahead and close this district down. I mean, come on. Come on, y'all. Come on. Now, here's the thing. This is the thing that, that, that just puzzles me. The whole issue is, you're not dressed properly for physical ed. So what does that mean? You would have on your little uh, 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 shorts and the T-shirt that you're supposed to wear. So what you got on, jeans, T-shirt? So that means that you would be overly dressed. So I'm going to make you run because you're not underdressed, and I'm going to expect anything to happen to you. And they say it's low to mid-90s. Come on, y'all. Come on, y'all. So now you're going to call the woman and tell her that her son is now dead. And she didn't already told y'all about this. So clearly what's happened is he's gone back and he's told told his mother, as a physical ed teacher, Ma, that this is what we do. And she reached out to the school and she gave them the warning. How I'm going to give you a warning and then my kid end up being the one that's dead. Oh, you know she's going for the throat. You know she's going for their throat. You know she's going for their throat. 
Oh, goodness gracious, y'all. All right. All right. So, then I say we got our kids. So you got this creep in Texas who's been accused of initiating contact with a little boy. Now, here's what he did. Now, when you talk about people who really targeted and after your kids, here's a perfect example of it. So they say that somehow or another, he got the 10-year-old, the little boy, he's got the 10-year-old um, cell phone. He installs Facebook Messenger on the child's phone without the mother's permission. He then communicates with the boy, they say, all hours of the day and night. Well, here's the first problem. Don't they tell us don't open up Facebook accounts for your young children? Because you can't have a messenger that works if you don't have a Facebook account. So they say this raised you know, issues for the child and the mama. They also saw him lurking around the apartment complex and around the building that they live in. So they reported him, and nothing happened, clearly. And then they say that he took the boy to the apartment's gym bathroom to take a photograph together. Hey, y'all, help. Help me. Please help me. <laughs> now, I have a 10-year-old. You somehow install, you got my child's phone long enough to install Facebook Messenger apps. So, wait, how do you know that he even had the Facebook? Okay. He puts the Facebook app on there. He notifies the kid all hours of the day and night, right, which is supposed to be disturbing to the mother and the child. So they see him lurking around the building, lurking around the complex, so you report him. So at one point, this man talked to the 10-year-old to get him into the apartment gym bathroom the photograph. Well, he does. The boy did raise his voice, but the man forces him to take a photo with him. He also the child's neck he was a vampire. And somehow or another, they, they, they catch him. So he's a third degree felony offense and injury to a minor. And he's being about $50,000 bond. <sighs> Where's my dude? Where's my daytime crew? Where's my daytime crew? Where's my girl, Tamika? We got to talk. Good morning, Tamika. 
Monday, Monday, morning. Good morning. How are you? Well, thank you. How are you? I am well. I'm trying to figure out, is, it, is today Monday or a wild Wednesday? What in the world with these stories? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Can you hear me well? Every now and then, you kind of fade out from time to time. Let me, let me uh, change up a little bit because I want to hear everything you got to say. And uh, I don't want to miss a thing. So let me get this together here. All right. Can you hear me better now? Yes. Okay. Great, great, great. All right. Two questions. One, are you enjoying this music? I am. At one point, I was kind of snapping my fingers a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I am like, I was like, boy, I got to keep my focus. I got to really keep my focus going on because I'm getting a little distracted here. So I'm going to change it up a little bit. I'm going to change it up. Number two, what's up to our health tips today? Our story tips, which one struck you the most? Actually, there are some that I actually am already doing, but there are some that I do need to put in okay. in order. Um, the I don't really okay. like sour cream, but um, there are times when I use it in ingredients, you know, to, uh, let's just say, the other day I made um, a beef, beef macaroni type of something that was cheesy beef, and um, I had to put okay. sour cream in it. Maybe like two tablespoons or so. And, you know, because I don't eat it that much, I really don't need it that to that degree. But I do turn that upside down. I also use my yogurt. Most people don't realize it, but you can do the same thing with yogurt, turn it upside down. You know, if you're not, if you're one that, you know, kind of right. nips at it and doesn't eat it all, you can turn it upside down and it'll be fine. Right, 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 right. Okay, okay, okay. All right, well, let's get to talking about this crazy news, girl. We got this 14-year-old now facing all of these crazy charges because she's hanging with the wrong group and decides she's going to help them change clothes so that they're not detected by the cops. Are you crazy, as my mother would say? Wow. Um, I remember I used to, <clears throat> I, I, um, I, had an, I, I had an affiliation with the Guardian Angels. They, most people don't realize that they also had an education sector where they actually went into the schools to try to keep inner city schools in school. You know, there, there are plenty of things, there are plenty of detractors that can um, cause for whatever reason a child not to go to school. You know, and most of the time when a child is not in school, they're doing something deviant, they, some type of deviant behavior. And that was one of the things that we talked about of how it is so easy for you to get picked on or for you to become an accessory. You know, you riding with your friends, you, you all decide you're going to do, you know, you're going to play hooky 
And, you know, you're just riding. You know, you're just going for the ride, thinking that nothing will happen. And before you know it, one of them goes out and sh- goes into a store and shoots everybody and gets back in the car. And you figure, oh, I'm fine. I didn't do any of the shooting. But now you're in a century because you were with them, you know. And yep. you got to choose the right people. You know, this lady was across the street, you know. And in this day and age also, recognize that the... Let's just be real. The color of your skin does cause things to be different. You know, your your reaction, their reaction towards you is entirely different. You decide, oh, well, I'm not going to do anything, but, you know, I'll help them change. You know, and just as simple as because they can't find them, okay, now you and I guarantee you that wasn't anything in her mind that said that I, I, I would get, you know, yep. anything. Because I didn't do anything. Yeah. All I did yep. was them change clothes. Yep. That has nothing to do with anything. I guarantee yep. you that wasn't up yep. in her mind. And now he's yep. used to it. And life Absolutely. is over for you, my dear. Life is over. Yep. 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 I agree with you 100%. This is the furthest thing from her mind, Tamika. The furthest thing from her mind. That's why she stayed across the street. Because she mm-hmm. figured if I keep exactly. my distance, I won't get involved. I won't be held accountable for with whatever they're doing. Because when she stood across the street and she watched them stabbing, they said he was stabbed like nine, ten times. So you watched all of this. You stood there long enough to watch all of this go on. Nine to ten times he was stabbed. And you figure you'd stand there and watch. And all they, if they saw me, all they think is that I was just happen to be standing there. Girl, what a dumb move. But just in your what average mind, when you see something like that, you know, just, just in, in, in fighting, you know, people scatter. People move away, you know. You want to stand across the street and the whole time watch, you know. And there yep. are cameras in the most likely of, um, you know, you don't even everywhere. think about it. Yes. Everywhere. Yes. Um, when you look at some of those crime, crime shows, they show you how many different, yep. you know, angles that someone was killed because yep. they got the footage from here yep. and across the street and yep. around the corner and yep. above. You know, you just don't yep. think. It's, you have an area yep. of you as well. So, you know, yep. uh, I guarantee yep. she didn't think of anything at all. But no, oh, they can't implicate me from no. across the street. I didn't do anything. Yep. <sighs> yep. Yep. What a dummy. What a dummy. And you're talking about, let me tell you where she was. And I, I, I'm very familiar because I used to live not that far from there. She was on the corner of 170th Street and Morris Avenue. Now, it's a nice amount of distance when you say across the street, but girl, it ain't that far. And stores there, buildings there, housing, you know, apartment buildings. And you know, mm-hmm. like you said, everybody got a camera. Everybody got, now if you're standing on the street corner, the pole lights have cameras now. So they got that angle. The building right. got a camera. They got an angle. The store got a camera. They got that shot. So you said, and when you went to give them the clothes, dope, you didn't do that in private. They saw you do this. 
So you, you know, you said you gave them clothes so that they would not be detected because somebody told you they would be found out. Well, guess what? They found you out quicker than they found them out. Ain't that something? Ain't that something, Tamika? You helped wow. them change clothes so they wouldn't be found out, but they find you out. Lord have mercy. Right. Oh, my goodness, girl. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. All right. What about the 12-year-old whose mama didn't told them, stop making them kids do all kinds of activities outside in the heat, and your child is the one who ends up dead? Because he didn't, this was his punishment for not having the proper clothes for gym, for gym class. Oh, yeah. And, and here's the thing. She already works for a school. And when you work for a school, yep. you know all of the shortcuts. You know who to go to. As, yep. as a regular parent, you know, there are some yep. things that you're not cognizant of. But when you work for a school, yep. you fight differently. You know who to go to. Not only that, yep. nine times out of ten, you might yep. even know them personally. So when you fight, it's going to be a struggle. And I promise you, yep. if it was my child, that school would close down before I finish. Every single time, oh, yeah. every day, you get a oh, call yeah. from me, you get oh, a yeah. letter. I would quit my job just to oh, annoy yeah. you on a daily basis. You're going to pay me. You're going to do something because yep. I told you. Yep. I advised you. Nine times yep. out of ten, I had a one-on-one. Listen, like, stop having these children run out here in this rain, I mean, in, in, in this weather. You know, and we have already seen in other states that youth have been able to run out there and pass out, expired, didn't have enough water. You know, and, and our children don't drink water yep. like we used to drink water. You know, and so they're not yep. as... as yep. Um, uh, I'm trying to think that they, they, they're not as hydrated as they need to be. So now you got this child out here right. running, and I right. already advised you prior to this, and now he's gone? Oh, yep. yeah. You wouldn't every single child. I, literally, I would quit my job so that I every day I'd be out there, and the first thing in the morning when all the children are coming in, you're you going to see me every day, one way or another. Letter, call, yep. phone call, somebody, one of, my, one of my teacher friends, somebody is coming by there. To let you know, this shouldn't yeah. have happened. But now, yeah, you're going to get it every day. Yeah. Every day. Yeah. And how about this one? He did ask for water, and they didn't give it to him. Oh, my How goodness. about that? Oh, that's all the... Right. They said he asked right. for water. They said he asked for water, and they didn't give it to him. So they 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 really messed up now. Oh, they really, really, really messed up now. And they said he was reaching out to the teacher, telling her he needed some water and he couldn't breathe. That's what the children told them. Yep, that's what the children said. Kids was able to say nine times out of ten. Oh my goodness! That officiant was like, "Oh, you just faking it. Ah, uh, you, you're fine." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, yeah. wow. Yep. Because remember, now that's the teacher that was punishing you. So it's part of your punishment. Exactly. You're gonna water. Okay. Now, please help me understand this Houston situation 
with the one who put the put the you didn't got this kid's um this ten year old boy's phone long enough to to put a mess, the Facebook Messenger app on the phone and return it and he don't know you had the phone. Then he's reaching out to you all hours of the night and now the mother and the boy is somehow alarmed. They found him lurking around in the complex, in the building. They say they called somebody and, and told, claimed they told somebody. They reported him. Then he coerced the kid to go into the, the apartment the apartment building's gym bathroom to take a picture with him. He makes some noise when he, I guess, he gets a little uncomfortable. He he forces him to take the picture, and then he bites him on the neck like he's a vampire. Please tell me some of the flags that's being laid here, because I'm sorry. I, I got some flags to make. I got some flags, so I may sound it too right. Ah, uh, ah. Uh, <laughs> Um, first of all, I'm speechless. That's number one. Number two, where are the safeguards? You know, um, I I remember a dear friend of mine. She some way somehow found out that her child had a Facebook, you know, account. Um, wasn't anything that she was looking for. I don't know what happened. Just she just did a little search engine and she found it, and she like literally lost her mind. Um, and, of course, the child, that's what she was doing. She was messaging her friends and, you know, and the, wait a minute. No, 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 no. First of all, at a certain age, how old is this child again, if you if you can remind me? Ten years old. Ten years old and Ten. you have a Facebook account, you know. Ten. Yeah. And right. You know, um, this is why they have those safeguards, you know, um, and then when you find out that the child has one, you know, that should have been a caution. Number two, why is your child yeah. having access to their phone all throughout the night? You don't hear those things and you don't see the light on and, you know, you don't see something strange. You know, at those are, you know, because I remember at a certain age, I couldn't be on the phone at a certain time. You know, maybe... Things are different. You know, I'm, I'm not a parent for this day, this, these, these children these days, but that wouldn't be a thing. Um, number two, or number three, um, when does this man have time to be alone with your child in a bathroom? You know, I remember um, with my nephew, he was probably 13, 14, and I was still making him go to the bathroom with me. Called me crazy, called me an over super parent, you know, but I was, I was very cautious. The other thing that I would do is if, when I did let him go to a men's bathroom, he had to sing the entire time. We mean when, as soon as that door is closed, you have to sing and I need to be able to hear you the second that you stop singing, I'm busting the door down. And I, and, and I pulled it because I remember one particular time he was singing, he went to coughing in the middle and he stopped singing. I went right in the bathroom and the guys were looking at us, hey, I, I'm checking on this child right here. I don't care what anybody else is saying or anybody else is doing. I need to keep my eye on this child. So if I need to stand here the whole entire time and turn my back toward you so that I can see my nephew, then I'll do that. 
you know, and I, I, one guy, he was, you know, he was shocked, but he was like, you know, I get it. I get it. This day and age, you got to be, you, you got to have safeguards because there's too many things out there and too many openings for our children to be susceptible to predators. And here is a, a prime example. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I love the singing thing. I love it. I love it. I love it. I'm going to start spreading that word. I'm going to start spreading that word. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Well, here's what we're going to do. Pastor K, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for dialoguing with me so that I can hold off to hearing from Shanti so she can give our switch tip. Pastor KL has just joined us. So I'm going to go to our topic today. How's that? I got two stories. And I'm going to start with, wait, hold on. I'm sorry. I pulled up the wrong story. Hold on. Start with our story with (laughs) this man says, I came out transgender, came out as transgender, and my wife doesn't want to have anything else to do with me. Our marriage is over. (laughs) All right. So he says we've been childhood sweethearts. We got married. We've been married for 20 years. We ended up having a conversation when one day I came home and I was really unhappy, and she could tell that something was wrong, and she ended up telling me that I could talk to her, and I ended up revealing to her that I was trans, and it was the worst day of my life, but it was the most freeing day of my life, and I was just, he had been walking around depressed. And she said, you can talk to me, which meant she probably, you know, knew something was wrong. And she asked him if he had something he wanted to talk to her about. And that's when um, he said that he had, you know, he had he was trans and he had um, wanted to transition. And she told him. I know, I love you, and we're going to figure this out together. He said that the chains fell around from around his soul, and he was free. He said shortly after that, he started hormone replacement therapy, and she said to him, I'm not physically attracted to you anymore. He had been this muscle-bound guy, like a weightlifter, so maybe that's what she was attracted to, and as he started the hormone replacement therapy and it started, um, he started feminizing, as he says, and his actions and expressions were becoming more feminine, that's when she told him that she was no longer attracted to him. However, he says, our deep love for one another was still there. Just the physical attraction was dwindling. He said that um, the relationship is is strong. They still have 
an emotional connection, but they no longer have a married couple's connection. She moved out, and he said he struggled with feelings of loss, abandonment, and overwhelming sadness. He said we also faced periods of mistrust. In one case, we didn't speak to each other for almost a month. The turning point was when a good friend of our family sat me down and told me, it's no longer about you, it's no longer about her, it's about your daughter. So swallow your pride and do whatever it takes. He said, I knew this was a pivotal moment, that we had to begin trusting one another again. We pulled apart our emotions, and we ended up getting to be the best of friends. And we end up loving. We ended up, you know, love transcends marriage. And although the the marriage is dissolved, that we are very still much connected. And uh, she provides comfort and guidance. And she's teaching me the, those little secrets many women learn from their mothers, like what to keep in their purses. She's teaching fashion tips and on a deeper level how to process events and their corresponding emotions with love and grace. Uh, <laughs> Tamika. What are some of your thoughts and comments regarding this? How did I know you were going to choose me first? <laughs> oh, and, and boy. I could never pick KL first. That, that ain't going to work. That ain't going to work. Oh, boy. This is... This is <laughs> so, we decided to play basketball... And in the middle of playing basketball, you just decide to bring out a bat, you know, and start, you know, or you decide <laughs> to start a post huddle. You start swimming. I'm like, wait a minute, where did this come from? I have to be honest. I, and, and I mean, you know, you got to be fair. You decided that after marrying me, you going to switch teams. We we playing on the same team. All of a sudden, I'm looking across, and I'm like, you're my opponent now? Uh, what? what? Or I get a dress, and you get a dress. That's, that's the problem for me. You know, because my thing is, and, and, and you got to understand, you know, and I've seen someone, honestly, transition after taking pills. There was a gentleman that started taking the pills, and he was gorgeous by the time he finished taking the, you know, the hormone pills. And I was just like, what happened to this gentleman that I knew? gone completely so I can understand how she would feel you know and I, I, I appreciate her for respecting I mean the way that we live now things are changing and so respecting this person as an individual as they change understanding also that we have a child but that is a great responsibility for the person on the receiving end because now I have to treat you differently based on the choice that you made I do understand also that we have a child, so we have to raise this child together. But that is a, a great responsibility, you know. And ugh, I, 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 I honestly do not know how I would be able to deal with it if 
<laughs> my mate decided to change fields completely, you know. And so I applaud her for doing what she did do, you know, and, and of course, raising the child. But that's a great responsibility for, I guess, both parties when you think about it. All right. All right. Interesting response. I applaud her. Wow. Okay, let's see what Pastor Kale says. Let's see if he gives some some applause. Ah! Good morning, Pastor Kale. Good morning, good morning, good morning, Pastor Steph. Where you get these stories, Lord Jesus? <laughs> First you of know, all, I like I'm, to I'm say... I'm trying to figure out... You can't make no, this hold, stuff hold up. On. Go ahead. What happened now? Hold on. First of all, I'd like to tell Lady Tamika, tell Al he's not going to look good in the transition, so stay as a basketball star. Y'all might want to have that conversation a little early. Stay playing basketball. <laughs> <laughs> oh my there is God! No lace, there's no lace front that's gonna work, okay? No lace front. <laughs> oh my God! As for this story, I, I listen. I'm with her. I, I'm, I'm just thinking. I'm just thinking the other side. If my wife decides she want to be a man, no, I'm not going to be attracted to you. We, we're going to be playing baseball together with bats. No, there's no physical attraction. <laughs> I'm just not understanding. You know, why is he mad? No. She married a man, a whole man. And now you want her to, to adjust to the other, other, other side of the tennis court? No, no, give me my balls back. I play tennis. Give me my balls back. I'm not playing that game. No, 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 no. I just think, no, she, no. And then the problem is, is he really thinking about the child or is he just thinking about himself? Is he thinking about anybody else? How do you now sit down? Two mommies, you know, because daddy you know, was feeling uncomfortable. Daddy, you need to feel uncomfortable a little bit more because you've been married all this time feeling uncomfortable. You know what uncomfortable feel like. You've adjusted to it. That's it. Yeah, this this is crazy. This is crazy. Here's my question to the both of you. Here's what I find interesting. Here's what I find extremely interesting. She starts off with... Okay. No, he starts off with we have we were childhood sweethearts who ended up getting married and after twenty years of marriage I came out to her as transgender. Now that's that's the first piece of it. Then then he later says that when that he had been depressed and she then asked him 
is there something you want to tell me? So here's my problem. You were childhood sweetheart. How in the world were you childhood sweetheart? You ain't never detected in all that time from younger that there was something that was kind of off? Because it's one thing if you say I'm attracted to the opposite, to the same sex. It's another thing when you say you want to go through this whole transition thing. Tamika, you were childhood sweetheart. You didn't you there was nothing you saw. Was, and obviously nine times out of ten there's been something the whole entire time. Which is why she brought up listen, there's something there's something I don't know, something you right. want to tell me. You know that I guarantee right. you there had right. to be times you you, you went to the lingerie store because this is your husband. We're talking about your spouse here. You know, this is not a sweetie. This is your spouse. Right. So you decide you're going to get something sexy and you're going to put on something. He he didn't even take a side glance at you right now. You know, you try to do all the sexy right. moves, right. flip your hair this way, flip your hair that way, you know, stand a certain way, turn a certain way, thinking, okay, he's going to respond. Nothing. I guarantee you there had to be many right. of nights where... You know, you you lay lacking. Let's just be honest, because he's no longer attracted to you. You know, and you, when, when right. you're in a situation like that, it makes you start to wonder: Is it me? Is there something that I did? Did I gain weight? You know, is there something? You know, like especially if you're the same size and you can change it all, and it's like he's not looking at you. Something. I guarantee you, she dealt with this burden a while, and then after a while, she just said, "Okay, you know what." I've tried everything else that I know, you know, we, I, 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 I bought the trip that we were going to go away to spend time. You didn't seem to be interested in that. I bought lingerie. You didn't seem to be interested in that. I text you, you know, sexy messages. You don't seem to be responding to that. Something, you know, after a while, okay, I can't take it anymore. Come out and tell me, is there something wrong? You know, so she's dealt with this for a while. I guarantee she just didn't say anything, you know, um, Maybe even something as simple as you, you, you know, you go out and somebody comes in, or a man comes in and you happen to look, no, he's attractive and you just keep on going. But you notice him looking as well. Wait a minute. You know, there had to be some type of sign there that said, listen, you need to talk to him because you can't keep going through this, you know, for time and time and time. And, and, and see, this is why I gave both pieces because I'm in, I'm in a, I'm in total agreement with you, but Pastor Kale, I'm I'm going to push this thing here. Here's my problem because when she asked, I'm I'm completely with Tamika. When she asked, is there something you want to say to me? Like Tamika said, clearly she been noticing something. So however he then spilled it, you know, she didn't detect it a long time ago that he is something something is off. But my my question is childhood sweetheart. This ain't something that just been happening since you've been married. This goes way back to childhood. What do you think? 
Listen, I, I, I think I think the woman a little slow, to be honest with you, because when when you know when 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 you kids, you know they say that the boy, you know, harasses the woman or the girl because the the boy likes the girl, but when you saw him kept on messing with Tommy, and, and hitting on Tommy, and never chasing you, and then claiming after you at, at the end. You should have known from the park that there was a problem. He was a little too close to Tommy. You know what I mean? Some, sometimes, you know, men and women, they do stuff as cover-ups. Or they, they, they feel that they can force themselves to be, quote, unquote, normal. But he's known for a long time that, that this wasn't the flavor of the day. And, and, and I would even venture out to, to believe that he, he might have had a couple of affairs on the outside to make him feel even stronger and validated to what he feels on the inside. You know, don't, don't nobody just get up and say, hey, you know what? Maybe I should try this. No. There, there, there has to be steps to this and encouragement to this. Somebody is encouraging on the outside. And then, yeah, you should have noticed that, that your attention, you wasn't getting as much of attention as you used to. So he shouldn't have had to, had, had to come out here and, and come out the closet, you should have noticed all the stuff in the closet. You do the laundry. How do you not notice the closet? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and she does. She does. She does. She does say, hey, is there something you want to say to me? Because she does notice something. So you clearly, you know, we're in agreement that somebody, she notices something. My question is just in my brain. We're not talking about just attraction. We're talking about you want to go through this whole entire transition. You just spent all these years being a bodybuilder because that's all he was. He was a muscle man. He's muscled from head to toe. And all of a sudden now, you start, you, you want to transition? Nah, this stuff been going on since y'all were childhood sweethearts. This ain't been since y'all been nobody married. Nah, 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 nah. This been going on for quite some time. Oh, I got one more story. One more story for you. All right. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. There's some stuff going on here. So my husband is 14 years older than me. And we started dating when I was 20. And his brother married my sister, and that's how we met. Now, there's been some challenges along the way because we have this 14-year age gap. And I want to go through the, the challenges she mentioned and see what you two have to say. And one of the challenges she says, she says, I wish I knew some of my friends weren't going to be supportive and that I'd lose some of my friends. Tamika. I'm sorry, I couldn't correlate the topic with her thought, I'm sorry. I, I got lost on this. Okay, so this, the, new, the new story is she has her husband, 
she and her husband have a large age gap. My husband is 14 years older than me, and we now have some challenges. And she's breaking down some of the challenges in the relationship. Some of the things she said she never even thought about. They've been together for quite some time. She met when she was 20 years old. She said she was about to enter her senior year of college, and she first started dating him. He was 34 years old. And she never thought that one of the challenges of being in this age gap relationship was that she wished she knew some of her friends weren't going to be supportive and that she'd actually lose some of her friends. That's that's kind of obvious, sweetheart. You know, you're dating someone who's considerably older. So nine times out of ten when there's an outing, he's not going to want to be around your friends because he's going to see them as children. You know, he's not interested in any of that. And and then you also have the battle of, you know, your friend saying he's considerably older. Don't you think that you could find somebody your own age? You know, also his friends are probably saying the same thing there. Or he could have those type of friends that are applauding him because he got somebody. Everybody Nowadays, everybody's got a thought. And so you've got both sides. But the, the, the likelihood of him losing more friends is probably more on her side because she's the youngest, you know. And so he's not going to want to be around your friends. There's not going to be any type of, oh, well, we're just going to meet a meeting of the mind. There is no meeting of the mind because as far as he's concerned, they're children. He only wants to be involved with you, not your friends. So nine times out of ten, the likelihood, all you know, if you want to keep the man, you got to lose the friends. All righty. Pastor KL, she says, one so-called friend kept making jokes about how old he was. We didn't stay friends very long, and another friend wasn't quite so harsh, but she did express her concerns about our age difference. She and I message each other occasionally now, but we're definitely no longer close. She had not anticipated that she was going to not have the support of her friends and that she had she would lose some friends. Should she have expected this or not? Well, I don't I don't know that she should have expected it. Um I, I do say that, you know, your friends should should support you. You know, whatever you're doing, you know, as long as you're not killing somebody or, you know, doing anything mischief or criminal. You know, there's there's a lot of things that, that my friends do that I don't really agree with. There's a lot of relationships my friends are in that I don't agree with. However, if they're my friends, I, I, I see them through it, you know, and, and, you know, maybe we won't talk about, you know, Sally. You know, maybe we'll have a conversation without Sally. You know, but I'm not going to keep on badgering you about you know, that child is ugly. Why are you married? You know, she's ugly, man. You know, I'm not going to keep on doing that. You know, so I, I, I think, you know, yeah, she, she was a little, she, she was a little admit that, that her friends, that her so-called friends, wasn't supporting her. Yeah, I'd, I'd have been upset. All righty. All righty. 
One of the up challenges she brings up, she says, making new friends, she never anticipated that making new friends would be difficult as a couple because they were so different in age. Tamika. Yeah, that would that would definitely cause an an issue because yeah, especially with with a situation where you're considerably younger, you know. And and I'm speaking in in this instance, I'm actually speaking from experience because you're going on outings, and nine times out of ten, you're going to be surrounded by his friends, and you don't necessarily fit in because they're considerably older than you. Their conversations are different, um, so you know you find yourself either being by yourself or finding somebody who is somewhere in between. You rarely will find that he has friends that are your age. So you find someone that's a little younger than he is that you kind of sense with. But the likelihood of you finding it right away is very, very slim. And it may take a while because nine times out of ten, they're looking at you like you're a kid. So it, it, it is going to become complicated. And I'm sure it's not something that she thought about and we keep talking about you know when you decide to say yes to this one thing there's a million other things that you don't even contemplate about but you're saying yes to those as well all righty pastor kl she says that when she actually got with him she moved in when she graduated from college she moved with in with him after about eight months of dating, that's when she realized how different her friends were in their life stages because she said her friends was either working part-time or partying or both, and his friends were now, like, going through midlife crisis and, you know, having issues with their children and things like that. She never anticipated that making friends as a couple would be so difficult. What do you think? Well, I mean, it has to be difficult. First of all, you're just getting out of the college stage, and you're still partying, and your husband friends is in a retirement stage. You know, they, they're not going to – it ain't going to be like, Babe, let's go to the club. It's going to be, let's go to the blue show. You know what I'm saying? I, I want to see BB. You want to you want to go see Usher? Oh no, let's let's do it this way. You want to see Beyonce? He want to see BB King. You know what I mean? There, there's just no there, there's nothing together like that. So it has to be the whole conversation is different. You know what I mean? You talking about 401k? They talking about retirement plan? They talking about AARP? You know what I mean? These, these conversations you don't know nothing about. You, you know, it, it, it has to be different. It cannot be the same. I just want to say, I just want to say for the young folks. Don't knock AARP. There's a lot of benefits to it now. <laughs> man, man. And don't, don't forget to tell them that the benefits start at 50. <laughs> yeah, right, right. 50 years old. You ain't got to wait 55. 
man. <laughs> Grab up those benefits. Because I definitely use for a car rental. All right. One of the other challenges she says is there was some awesome there was awkward times because of the age gap. She said, for example, his cousin's young child would outright act if I was his daughter at a family gathering, another time at a local store, some old acquaintance asked some great questions about how I was doing in school because <laughs> he thought that was the daughter. She had not anticipated to make up those awkward moments either. All right, so it's not my it's not my problem that Lavoy is trying to get his groove back, and now you got an attitude because you're getting questions for all of this type of stuff. You know, <clears throat> understand that it's gonna come out. You know, let's just say he's got a high school reunion, and he decides to bring you. Oh, I think that's wonderful. You brought your daughter. You know, don't be surprised when those things come about because you have a gap have to understand that those around you may not necessarily be aware of what's going on. So when they see the two of you together, they're automatically not going to think, oh, this is a relationship. They're going, oh, you brought your little niece, you brought your child, you brought, you know, who, you know, everybody's at, oh, you know, this is an adult party. Why did you bring the child here? You know, so these are those, those are the things that are going to happen on a, on a daily basis. You know, when you go to certain places, you have to understand because you decided that this was a choice that you made that others around you are not always going to adapt right off. You know, and nine times out of ten, if they don't say anything, you could be in the out and everybody starts making faces. They, they're looking at him. They're looking at her. You know, you get people mumbling, trying to figure out what's going on. You know, understand that this is a choice that you made and everybody else, not that just because you made the choice doesn't necessarily mean that everybody agrees with it. All right. Uh, Pastor KL, this age gap makes people think that I'm a child. There's going to be some awkward moments. Yeah, you, you, you should have known that. You know, when, when y'all go outside and you're still getting carded, you know what I'm saying, for, for a beer. You know what I mean? Because you with him. I mean, I, I, I don't know. Unless you got a lot of money, what attracts these women to, 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 to older men like this? And sometimes it's security and stability. So if, if this is what you want for you, then all this other stuff comes with it. And you have to be able to deal with it. You know, we, we want so many things, but we, we don't want the ramifications that come with it, the, the expectations that come with it. This is, this is, a, this is the, the, the new norm for you. You know what I'm saying? You're, you're going to the movies, you know, when, when it's $3. You know what I'm saying? You're not going to pay regular price no more. You know, you 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 get a you get a buddy popcorn. You don't get your own popcorn no more. You know, I mean, these are the things that happen. You know what I mean? We we learn how to we learn how to flip the bed and 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 you know flip, flip the body over. You know, this is the stuff that you get. You know, saying so we we have to look out for signs of strokes now. You know, we have to look out for signs of seizures now. You know, these are things that we have to look out for. You know what I mean? High blood pressure. We we got to know, you know, when, when he starts talking about he can't see, it's because, you know, his sugar is up. 
You know, these are the signs that you got to know now these days. You know? I don't know. <laughs> oh, my goodness. As always, we can always rely on our do top crew to come through for us. Thank you so much for your, your conversation and your contribution into today's conversation. And we pray you have a blessed day. Thank you. You as well. You as well. You as well. Thank you, thank you. Oh, it's the top of a Monday morning, and you know what we do. It's time for the switch with Shanti. Let's say good morning to Shanti. Good morning, Shanti. Good morning. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? I'm all right, thank you. What you got for us today? Today I have to switch with Shantice where we make the switch from the streets to our godly seat. And our switch tip 168 is be on alert. So when we think about being on alert, we think about making sure that we are fully aware and attentive. And that could be aware and attentive of any and everything, aware and attentive of our surroundings, aware and attentive of ourselves, what we're saying, what someone else is saying, what's going on around us. To be on alert is looking for or accepting something such as danger or an opportunity. So it doesn't mean that you're sitting and seeing, you know, constantly looking over your shoulder. I remember there was a switch tip God gave us a long way back. And I remember saying, like, you know, if I'm going to live like this, I might as well be a drug dealer or something because they don't look over their shoulder half as much. It was it was a switch tip that God gave us something about, like, when we, we know what to do, but we do the opposite, and now you're looking over your shoulder with the consequences. That that That's no way to live. So that's not what this means. This, this just means, again, going back to being aware and attentive. You're aware and attentive to any sudden danger, or you're aware and attentive to any opportunities, any blessings. To be on alert you are ready to deal with whatever happens. So doesn't mean that you're prepping yourself for the worst, but again, you're just preparing yourself because you're on alert. You're attentive and you're aware to what's going on with you and any and everything that's going on outside of you. So there were actually a lot of verses about being alert. I didn't realize like, of course, the Bible touches every single thing. But I have to just, you know, pinpoint it to two. Ephesians 6.18 in the Amplified Version reads, With all prayer and petition, pray with specific requests at all times, on every occasion and in every season, in the spirit, and with this in view, stay alert with all perseverance and petition, interceding in prayer for all God's people. Now, when we pray, and this prayer thing, the more we pray genuinely and intentionally and consistently, God teaches us more and more and more when it comes to prayer. And when we make sure that we focus and we pray and we're taking time out to really give God our full attention, you know, he teaches us targeted prayer. He teaches us to really get down to the nitty-gritty. There's a verse 
that says, you know, don't bargain with God. Be straight up. Tell, tell him what it is because in your prayers, God helps you to stay alert. The Holy Spirit will bring things to your attention as to what you need to pray for, who you need to pray for, what you need to pray about, and it helps you be on alert. Prayer helps you be fully aware and attentive. First with yourself, we have to make sure we're focusing on ourselves first because that is the only thing we can control. The only one we can control is ourselves. So when we pray, God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit helps us to be fully aware and attentive to everything that has to do with us, any and everything that needs to be changed, whether we need to change people, places, and things. And that seems to be something that believers, sinable when the, the non-believers don't fully grasp that concept yet, but as believers, it is very important to understand we cannot be fully aware and attentive but not want to change the people, places, and things that we are involved with when God tells us to. Because he's going to tell you to switch that up. First Peter 1.13, Amplified Version reads, So prepare your minds for action. Be completely sober in spirit, steadfast, self-disciplined, spiritually and morally alert. Fix your hope completely on the grace of God that is coming to you when Jesus Christ is revealed. And again, going back to yourself. You cannot be sober-minded, in spirit, steadfast, self-disciplined, spiritually and morally alert if you focus on what everybody else is doing, if you're always pointing the finger across the table, and you're not making sure that God is not helping you to be alert with your That's the first person God is going to address when you go to him because you need to be the change agent. And, of course, First Peter 5, 8, where God tells us be sober-minded, be vigilant, because the adversary, the devil, walks around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. And when I thought of being on alert, one of the first things I thought about is, this is why, Jesus, we ain't got time to be drunk. We ain't got time to be high. Someone just sent me a video the other day about, we now need to make sure we leave the house now I got to make sure I take a roll of toilet paper when I leave my house because of the stuff that people are doing with the toilet paper in these public restrooms. And the first thing I thought about was my niece. And I'm like, oh, gosh, now I'm going to have to fight with her mother because when I tell her mother to make sure my niece leaves the house with a roll of toilet paper because people out here that can stupid. <laughs> we, we don't have time. We don't have time. We don't have time. And don't get me wrong. I'm not talking down to anyone because if anyone has been listening to me since God has blessed me with this ministry of the Six Shanti, I'm very open about all the stupid things I used to do and, you know, a, a new level of stupid because when God now takes you out of certain things, you find yourself doing other stupid things sometimes because you're trying to compensate for what you used to do at times. So I may not drink anymore, but then I fell into a different level of stupid. So God is now trying to bring me out of that. But we don't have time to, to be, you know, intoxicating ourselves because we have to be on alert with everything. The world is getting slower. The streets are getting slower. God is making sure he is calling your attention so that you are alert to yourself and, with, and everything that's going on around you that is trying to devour you. So let's make sure we're making a switch, making a conscious decision, making a switch. From being drunk, being high, just willingly being blind to yourself and what's going on around you and making sure that we're surrendering our all to God every morning so that he can 
do what he needs to do to help us be on alert. Thank you, Pastor Seth. <laughs> Thank you, Shanti. Thank you for your wise words and contribution into today's show. We pray you have a blessed day. Thank you, too. All right. Let's take this time to go before the Lord. Thank you to Heavenly Father for a wonderful opportunity to be invited into your day. We thank you to Heavenly Father for thinking of us, for keeping us on your mind while we were asleep, for watching over us in our homes during our sleep. Thanking you, God, for bringing us through a, a wonderful, safe, Weekend to Heavenly Father, as we've gotten so many words of wisdom today in so many different shapes, forms, and fashions, so many reasons why we had to get words of wisdom today to Heavenly Father. My prayer is that we would be hearers and not just, we would be doers and not just hearers. That everything that was talked about today to Heavenly Father was on point for what you want for our life. That we're not just bypassing these things and just listening to it to just, you know, get through the morning. But we're actually paying attention to the words that you're giving, to the advice, to the investment that's being given into our lives this morning. Thank you, dear Heavenly Father, even for the topics of conversation, for the conversations that took place today, God that never took place before, and that we learned something new today, but that these things would be imparted into our hearts, our minds, our spirits, so that we can be wiser as we go forward, that we would not just remain the way we were before we even came into today, that you woke us up today with brand new tender mercies, with a purpose, for purpose, and ultimately on purpose. Thank you, God, for loving us in a special way, in only a way that you can. Thank you, Father. Thank you for just releasing your people to be able to give the word. Thank you for their experiences, that they can speak firsthand. And we bless you, God, for all that you've done. In the name of Jesus, God, we pray. Amen. Oh, you know, we talked about a lot of stuff today. And, you know, they always ask me, you know, where do you get these stories from, Pastor Seth? And I'm like, man, oh, man, where do I get this stuff? God is, is always delivering things, you know, for our awareness. And, you know, I'm going to go back. I'm going to touch on a couple of these things. You know, we talked about the guy, you know, who was looking around and who actually got access to the little boy's phone and things like that. And yet, you know, they, you know, like Tamika says, you know, you don't turn your phone off at night as a kid. You don't grab the kid's phone. For some reason, I, I have a feeling like the mother's involved. I don't. I don't think she's as disconnected from this issue as 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 we would think. You know, because she alerted, you know, the authorities about this guy. And no, it, it's just too much. It's just too much. It, 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 no, mm-mm. there's some flags that are being raised to me. 
you know, and my child is not going to have a phone and a Facebook page. And now how would this, of all apps to put on the phone, you're going to put a Facebook Messenger app on the phone that just happens to be the app that you have as a 10-year-old and the average 10-year-old does not have a Facebook page. It's just too much, too much. And, and my thing is, mm-mm, something ain't right, something ain't right. I, I think about the one who, the, the woman who talks about the husband who is 14 years older than she is. And I'm saying to myself, listen, choose who you want. Whoever God has for you is who God has for you. If, if this marriage is working, you know, of course, like anything else, there are going to be some challenges. You know, you mentioned challenges of a friend who you thought was a friend, but they talk about how old he is. You're not my friend because if that's all you got to talk about is his age, then you're not my friend. You would be trying to impart some new things into me. If if there were some other things that he was shifty or shady or dishonest or whatever, then that's something completely different. But if you're not going to break up with me as a friend or distance yourself with me as a friend because of the age, that just shows your level of immaturity. And as my mom always said, you ain't got no friends. This is why she always said that, because this is a prime example that you don't. You know, the, the other woman, the other guy who talks about the fact that he came out as transgender and his marriage is over, but they still love one another. I still go back to, if you were childhood sweetheart, something would have surfaced prior to this latter part of the marriage. You know, she does pick up on something when she asks, you know, hey, you know, is there something you want to tell me? And, and it's pretty clear that something is wrong because he's depressed and, you know, you spend time with all these, you know, with people after all that time, you know, you, you, you're going to pick up on some things. But Pastor Carroll raised something that was really, really very true. And the question is, is he thinking about anybody but himself? Now, you know, over the weekend we had this conversation about, you know, when people choose a side that they're more comfortable on. You know, you're born a woman, but you feel more comfortable being a man. You're born a man, you feel more comfortable being a woman. That That's your thing. That's your thing. No condemnation here. You know, that's between you and God. You know, however, there are people involved in this crossfire. And, you know, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it, I don't know what it feels like to be a woman, a naturally born woman, and to feel like I'm a naturally born man in a naturally born woman's body. I don't know how that feels. So, you know, for him to need to transition at this point in his life and his child, you know, is, you know, bearing witness to watching her dad, who's this bodybuilding, you know, has his bodybuilding physique. Can you imagine the confusion that exists when these things are happening right before her eyes? You know, how does she get these questions answered? How does she, you know, how does mom answer these questions? Because 
in actuality, mom can't answer the question because mom doesn't know what it's like to be a, a woman, but in, you know, a man in a woman's body, however you, you know, you want to phrase it, however you see it. You, you don't know how that feels, so you can't help her understand how that feels. So where does, where does that leave the child? And I think a lot of times we forget as parents, you know, every decision we make has something to do with our children. And I remember being very, you know, open, you know, and, and talking about some things here. And, of course, that means I would say something about my parents. And I, I had the question that said, you know, now that people are meeting your parents, you know, what do you think of how they feel about some of the things you're saying? And one of the things I said, and I've said this before, when you do things in private, I have nothing to say about it because I know nothing about it. And it doesn't affect me most times. However, when you live your life to the degree where it affects me, it's no longer your story alone to tell. It becomes my story. And this is what happens here. So now you have this child who has a story to tell because now she has to watch her, her mom go through what? Now, you now have your dad who's transitioning in front of everybody and now people are going to be looking and gawking and asking you questions and nobody's thinking about this child. And, yeah, at this point, we have to think about the kids. Certain things you're like, listen, I got to do what I got to do. But this, this here, this is a real touchy subject. So, again, I can't imagine how it feels, you know, to, to live this double life because that's exactly what was going on, this double life. You, you're born a man, but yet you feel like you should be a woman. And that's got to be some miserable feeling to be in that place. But this is why we need to be connected to God. Because he will deal with any situation. And Shanti just got finished saying there is nothing in that Bible that God cannot address. And I'm not saying it's going to be simple or easy. But what I am saying is, with God, all things. All possible. Keep that in mind. You've been listening to It's Due Time with Pastor Steph. Join us Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. where we discuss matters of the heart, mind, and spirit. As you go through your day, be sure to set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on the earth. They will only serve as a distraction. Remember, prayer changes things. It's Pastor Steph signing off, and I want to thank my due time crew for always coming through through big time. Thank you for hanging out with us and helping us do what we do. Please do not miss this opportunity to give Christ your life right now. Please do not miss this opportunity to strengthen that relationship with the Lord right now, because later is not promised to any of us. Until tomorrow, God spares. Where it's Let's Talk About It Tuesday Church Folk Day. Until then, I love you.